This morning, um, I want to take a few things from the trip and just uh, I've concised it into the topic we all know very well. And we probably have little fridge magnets saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. This morning, I want to talk about trust, a new dimension of trust. And if you would just bear with me, I want to read Proverbs 3, that scripture we all know from the Passion Translation. And it reads like this, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. Don't think for a moment we know it all. Trusting God is the most important decision of our lives as spiritual people. To trust is to have faith. It is to have a firm belief in something or someone and a sureness about something or someone. Trust. It's the most important decision of our lives as spiritual people. Without trust, we are left to our own opinions. And with that comes uncertainty, comes doubt, comes fear, and then there's constant suspicion. If we only rely on our own opinions and not the truth and not him, we will always have constant suspicion, uncertainty, and doubt. In Psalm 118, verse 6, David said, and he knew what trust was about. He understood it because he was being hard-pressed by people so close to him from his household, his best friends. They were coming in on all sides, and he said, the Lord is on my side. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? When we know that no matter what man does to us and that God will always be there, faithful and true and trustworthy, that's his nature, it is then easier to handle what life throws at us, its betrayals and its disappointments. How many of us know that we get that every day? The word says that we're to pick up our cross daily and follow him, daily and follow him, because every day has challenges that we've never experienced before. And if we don't trust him, we don't get anywhere. So as we landed in this nation, um, we were immediately hit with the reality of the physical and spiritual condition of the nation. And you've heard from Debbie and, and Krista our physical five senses were overloaded all the time. They were overloaded with seeing, so with our sight, we saw destruction on every level and brokenness everywhere. Even the buildings, if you've ever been there, the buildings are unfinished everywhere you look. They're broken and unfinished, and there's a reason to do with tax, but you look out and you just see destruction and brokenness wherever you go. Hearing, our hearing, you were just const constantly hearing noises and sounds. It's unbelievable. I'm a person who loves quiet. 
Who loves quiet? <laughs> if you go to this nation, and there's many other nations that are the same, it's constant noise, there's constant hooting. You think a taxi hooting here in this road is bad. <laughs> You've got it constantly in your ears. And um, you think they're hooting at you, so you're always on edge and everywhere. It's just, and the noises. I don't know if you mentioned, you mentioned the nice birds, but there were crows. Crows everywhere. That's what we noticed. Crows just in the sky, above the buildings, everywhere. There was just, they call it a murder of crows. Is that right? The collective noun for that? I know why. Anyway. <laughs> and then... That was hearing, and then smelling, our smell. Um, we were just smelling putrid odors and breathing in pollution on another level. You think Joburg has smog when you fly in. This place has smog on another level. We could not even land. We had to, we circled for about 20 minutes, went and we were thinking, oh, we're over those mountains. Oh, we're in that nation. Oh, we're in this nation now maybe because we're circling so much before we could have visibility to land, the smog was terrible. And when you land, it just hits you as you walk out the plane. So hence we had cloths and scarves and everything. Tasting things that your mind battles to process. <laughs> Debbie's like freaking out now because that was her challenge. <laughs> so meat doesn't look like meat here, so you weren't sure what you were eating. Just different colors and whatever. Okay, so all of your five senses and touching. Touching was something new, and we had to learn that. I know I had to. We had to learn how to touch and how not to touch people. So that alone is a, there's a hesitation in that. There's a, there's a respect. There's an honor. You're always thinking about these things. You can't just go along and go, how's that? It's just not accepted there. Okay, so all our five senses, our physical senses, were on high alert all the time. It's exhausting. It really is exhausting. So there we are, five foreign women, navigating our way to destinations, not knowing how we would get back, negotiating with taxi drivers who know little English, never quite knowing what we're touching, breathing in, etc. And then there was the ablutions. So I, I didn't give the, I took some pictures. I didn't put them up there because your, 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 your ablutions on another level. So you'll move on. We had to um, trust the direction of the Lord every moment of every day. And things like sickness came knocking on the door. I and mean, we were there for a week and sickness came like day three, boom, you know, um, where we had to choose, are we going to trust the Lord now and fight this thing, or are we going to hide in bed for the day? Because believe me, the easiest thing to do would be just put the covers back over and just lie there and sleep, because everything was heightened, and then you've got sickness coming. It was just trying to make us weak and take us away from the purpose that we were there for. So these were physical challenges and resistance every day. But now, as, as spiritual people, as we all know, we're children born of the Spirit. Amen? We're born of the Spirit. We belong to another realm. 
and we are merely citizens of heaven passing through earth for a time. That's just paraphrased scripture. We do understand that. We have been born from heaven, of heaven. We are born of the Spirit. We are born of God. And this is going to fade away, and the Spirit is going to remain. So the challenges that came in the spiritual senses um, were things like this. It was like an onslaught spiritually. I, I can't explain it any other way. We realized that spiritually we had entered into realms of the demonic and that, that look very different here. So some issues we faced as a group were confusion in our thoughts and direction. I know I did, and I know I can speak for the group. There was confusion. In fact, when we, when we landed and we were going through the airport, what are we doing here again? <laughs> what are we really doing here, God? Are you sure we were meant to come? Because you're just not sure. These confusion just comes. And then you, you don't know what to do. So he, he snatches your direction. Um, we were wobbled, not all at the same time, thank goodness, but we wobbled with our identity and our purpose all the time. So it was just things we had to just back and focus. Um, and then there was a bombardment for me. I just saw this everywhere, a bombardment or blatant display of sexual perversion everywhere. It was not, oh, that goes on there. No, it was right in your face spiritually, sometimes in the physical, but spiritually it was there. You were having thoughts that you've never ever, it was just incredible. You had to, you know, take authority and drive out and do whatever and worship the Lord all the time. So, and there was evil and defilement. Even for um, the other lady, Colleen, who'd been into this nation a few times before, she says, this time, something's different. It was more evil and more defiled. So the days are drawing near. Amen? The days are drawing near. Things are getting worse in the natural and the physical. And, and in the spiritual realm, things are going crazy. Because they know that the heavens are going to open and Jesus is coming. So my sight, my eye gates were seeing things in the spirit before they saw it in the natural. Like an example would be if you were walking and there was a, a woman who was begging or, and just really physically down and out and on the outside. But when you looked, the first thing you saw was the, the number of demons inside of her and what was coming through her spirit. And so eye gates were heightened. Um, our hearing gates, the way we hear things, we, we would hear the cries of people before the sound of their voices. So I learned to trust what I was seeing and hearing in the Spirit, and I learned to trust that it was from God. And when you trust Him, He begins to show you exactly how to, to help the situation, whether it was just to pray. Sometimes it was just to pray. We couldn't do anything about the situation. Other times we could. But how many of us feel, sometimes you just feel or you just know? You have that sense of, I just know something's off, or I know something's right. I must go and do that. How many of you feel that? I mean, it's, we all do. We have that feeling and that hearing in our spirit. So um, 
so God is showing you something. And, and what happens, the first thought we have when we, we hear that or see it or feel it is doubt. We start doubting, no, no, it can't be, no, forget it. And you move on, and then most of the times only to find out you were right. Amen? Okay, so we're all agreeing. We do hear, and we do see, and we do feel things, okay? And the enemy, before we've even done anything about it, he comes to snatch it away because he knows there's power in the spirit, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. So if we are to be spiritual beings, we need to have the confidence that when we see things and he goes, I'm showing you this, or uh, I'm letting you hear this, it is of God, and you've got to then pray and say, okay, show me what to do in this situation, Lord. So that, the trip was like that for me. Um, it was essential to listen to his spirit and yield to his voice. It was essential. Nothing was predictable. Nothing was safe. Nothing was comfortable, and we had no control. I mean, a couple of occasions we were dropped off, as Krista was saying, in a place to go and minister or pray. And we really, truly, I mean, if you had, what do you call it, the GPS satellite, we, you would see five little warm beings in the middle of, where is that? There's mountains and nothing. That's how I saw ourselves, because how on earth are we going to get back? You know, you saw a little cow going by or something like that, but that was about it. So we had to trust the Lord to get back several Ks back to where we were staying. Anyway, you'll feel it when you come next time. Um, so we had no control, and, and, and my heart's cry since coming back in this week, why should it be any different here? Why should it be any different here in this nation and in this community and in my house? Because it's not fine that my comfortable, predictable, safe environment prevents me from living in the spirit. It's not fine. It's not fine that it prevents me from breathing him in as my air to live every day. It's not fine that it prevents me from experiencing my true family, the family of God. It's not fine. It's not fine to have a moment and go home with your little blood family. It's not fine. Things have to shift. Things have to change because the family of God is vital to what God is going to do in, this, in the earth. Okay? And... Um, and it's not fine that it prevents me from moving in power and in the original design that he made me and the purpose and the things that he's called me to do. It's not fine that predictability and safety and comfort prevent me from living in the spirit. It's not fine. The Bible says we are to be trustworthy with each other and to God. But it also says... Trust God, not man. I don't know. It will be here forever going through every scripture that I found where it says, trust God, not man. Don't put your trust in man. Put it in God. Don't trust man. Trust God. Okay? And um, God showed me something when we were there. Um, like each night, we just quickly journal a few things. Um, and when we trust God completely with everything, okay, think about everything, not just everything, 
Think about your everything, your marriages, your, your house, your family, your relationships, your work, everything that is in your life. When we trust God completely with that, we don't need to trust man at all. Because my security and my safety come from God alone, not from these things in my life, not from the everything, okay? It's a new level, this is what he showed me, this, this, is, this is a new level of intimacy with him. It is a new level, it's a new dimension. When I was just putting these notes down, um, I was writing yesterday and this this line came loud in, back into my memory. And when I was 18 years old, um, Kerry Southey, who was a prophet, she prophesied and she, one of the lines she said, and I have not listened to this or read it for years and years and years, but she said, Jane, the dimension to which you trust me is the dimension to which I will send you. And it was so loud. It was louder than normal hearing. That's why I thought, that's it. I was 18 when you said this. So there's dimensions of trust. It's not the fridge magnet on the fridge anymore. It is a dimension of trust that we grow in as we become more intimate with him and as we trust him with everything in our lives. Okay? Um, so as a generation, we've become too safe and, and too comfortable that we have no need to trust God with anything. And when Krista said that and just prayed and repented for our generation, I do that too this morning because um, where we feel safe and that lie from the enemy, look, it is right in God's eyes for us to take care of our family and our household, but not to the detriment of truth and the word of God in our lives, Okay. If, if anything else in our lives takes the place of God first in our lives and our first fruits of whatever we're giving to him, it's a lie from the enemy and he's trying to snatch the life. He's trying to snatch you from living a spiritual life. Um, so this generation, we've become too comfortable, too safe, and we have no need to trust God with anything. And we've become jealous, suspicious, and highly self-opinionated, and a generation who wants to play it safe. We want to play it safe so that our kids don't have to suffer. We play things safe so that our kids don't have to suffer. It's a lie from the enemy, and I'm going to tell you why. This just came as a download from heaven, and I want to say it just as he told me to say it. He says, the kingdom of God is not safe but it's where I find my security. The kingdom of God is not comfortable, but it's where my home is. The kingdom of God is not predictable, but it's where my feet have their firm foundation. I'm going to say it again. The kingdom of God is not safe, but it's where I find my security. The kingdom of God is not comfortable, but it's where my home is. And the kingdom of God is not predictable, but it's where my feet have their firm foundation. The kingdom of God is for those who will violently take hold of it. I ask every one of you this morning, 
to make a decision in your hearts today from this moment. And, and sometimes you can hear it being preached and taught, and sometimes you need to go. You need to go and, and experience it firsthand. But I want you to make a radical decision today, a radical one in your heart, to, to dream again. I don't care if you're in your 20s. I don't care if you're 10, 5. I don't care if you're in your 60s, 70s, or 80s, or 40s, or 50s. I don't want to miss anybody out. So from 0 to 100, I want you to ask God to take you on an adventure with Holy Spirit an adventure with Holy Spirit. I want you to ask him to show you how to dream again and to see again beyond what has become predictable and safe and comfortable because we're never gonna reach the world and the lost if we remain in our comfort zone and in our safe zone. We're never, we're never gonna go beyond and reach the people who need it the most. So it's to trust God entirely with everything because as spiritual people, we were born to pioneer, not settle. You see, I, I love that because it doesn't matter how old you, you are. I just got a shock when these 20-year-olds were calling us mothers because then I had this realization, <laughs> okay, I do look 40-odd now. Okay, Jane, you look 40-odd, <laughs> but I don't feel 40 in my mid-40s. So pioneers, age has got nothing to do with that, but we can't settle, people. We cannot settle, okay? Um, we were born to pioneer. We were made to see. We were made to see beyond. We were not made to observe. We were made to see things in the spirit before the natural so that we know exactly what to do, okay? And we were commissioned to go. We were commissioned to go, not sit. I don't want to sit anymore. It's time to go. And uh, if you turn with me to Philippians 3.3, I'm going to read it from uh, Passion Translation again. And this is Paul. Paul saying from Philippians 3 verse 3, For we are the true circumcision. We are believers cut to the heart, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. If we were to live our lives just remembering that line, okay, I'm going to do the dishes now, I'm putting no confidence in my flesh. All right, I'm going to go in the traffic now. I'm putting no confidence in my flesh. Or I'm going to go and pray for this person now, and I'm putting no confidence in my flesh. I'm seeing in the Spirit exactly what He's wanting you to do, okay? It applies to everything. And then Philippians 3, stay there, but from verse 8 to 16, I want to read this. This is Paul. To truly know Him meant letting go of everything from my past, to truly know him, letting go everything from my past and throwing all my boasting and all that I thought made me better than others on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ 
and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. My passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faith of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness of God. And by his faith, I will fully experience oneness with Jesus and the explosive power of his resurrection working in me. I will be the one with him in his sufferings, and I will be one with him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. Verse 12, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the destiny that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. Can we amen with Paul? Amen. So this morning, um, as we end, there was there's no chance of just closing up and leaving for coffee. We need to respond. Uh, I need to respond because it's a new day. So there's none of us who can say, oh, we've done that, Jane. We've, we, we trust him. It's, it's, a, it's a fresh desire and it's a, it's a fresh response because we've been gripped by the passion of knowing him more. And by that, we trust him with everything. And I just felt... Um, Maybe um, we could just stand. Yeah, that is good.